Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on part two of chapter two of the book of John. If you didn't catch the previous Bible studies that I did on the book of John, you can see those Bible studies and the study guides on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. I'll have the link in the show notes, or you can go on the search bar and just type in Faith Fuels My Fire on Facebook and request to be in that group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a units tab. You'll click on that units tab and it'll have all the previous Bible studies and the study guides with those. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this Bible study on part two of chapter two of the book of John. I'm gonna start where I left off at verse 12. Jesus clears the temple. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for a few days. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found men selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. Okay, so I'm just going to stop here real quick because I want to say a few things before I go further. So every year, the Passover was a tradition that took place in the temple at Jerusalem. And people came from all around to the temple to celebrate the Passover. So it was very crowded around that time, but the religious leaders made it even more crowded because they allowed money changers and merchants to set up booths at the temple courts. It was so full of merchants and money changers that the people that came to worship at the temple found it difficult to worship and praise God. And that was the whole point of having the temple. The temple tax had to be paid in local currency. So these people that were coming from different places, they had to get their money changed. But the money changers were charging very high exchange rates. And also they had to sacrifice for their sins. So a lot of people weren't able to bring their own animals to sacrifice because of the very long journeys that they had to take. So they were selling these sheep and cattle and doves for people at very high rates so they could make a profit for people to buy these animals to sacrifice for their sins. So as we read further here, we'll see that this made Jesus very angry because These people were being dishonest, they had greedy practices, and they were just making a mockery of the place that was made for God's worship. So I'm going to read further, starting at verse 15. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple area, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. How dare you turn my father's house into a market? His disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. Okay, so I'm just going to stop there for a moment and I'm going to discuss a few things with you guys. So obviously we see here that God's temple was being misused because people had turned it into a marketplace and they just didn't care that it was God's house of worship. They were using it to make a profit instead of to worship God. And this is very important for us to remember in today's time that when we go to church, we should see church as a place to worship God and not as a place to have personal contacts or for business gain, you know, to be able to talk to people about your business. It should be a place to fellowship, but the most important thing is to worship God. So Jesus was obviously angry at these merchants who were exploiting those who had come to God's house to worship. And rightfully so, because of the injustice and the sin that they were committing 
at the temple courts of the Lord. Here where he made a whip out of cords, he was showing his authority and his anger for this unrighteousness and the sin, which he had the right to do all of that. Jesus had all the authority in the world. We don't have that same authority that Jesus had. While we want to live our life like Christ, we can't try and claim his authority when it hasn't been given to us. So that's just something to always remember. And we see all throughout the book of John, as we're doing these Bible studies, we'll see more and more that Jesus was very loving and merciful and gracious. And there was a lot of times where he was very kind to people. But in this specific instance, it does show his anger because of the sin and unrighteousness. And this was God's worship place. This was a temple for his father's name. Of course, he's going to be angry about people mocking it and using it as a place for profit instead of for God's worship. Jesus took these evil acts in the temple as an assault against God, and he didn't deal with them half-heartedly. So he was consumed with this righteous anger against the disrespect for God. Okay, so I'm going to read further, starting at verse 18. Then the Jews demanded of him, What miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. Then the Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, the disciples recalled what he had said, then they believed the scriptures and the words that Jesus had spoken. Okay, so I'm just going to stop right there and say a few things here. So whenever Jesus told these people to destroy the temple and he would raise it again three days later, he wasn't talking about a temple made of stones. He was talking about his body. They didn't realize it at the time, but Jesus was greater than the temple and his words would take on meaning for his disciples after his resurrection. So it says here in verse 22 that after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said and they believed the scripture and the words Jesus had spoken. So after his resurrection, it became clear that his predictions were true and that became the strongest proof of his claim to be God. All right, so I'm going to finish off chapter 2 with verses 23 through 25 and they say, Now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, Many people saw the miraculous signs he was doing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all men. He did not need man's testimony about man, for he knew what was in a man. Alright, so I'm going to talk about these last few verses here. So the Son of God knows all about human nature, and he obviously knows what was written in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 17 verse 9, and it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Jesus knew that the faith of some followers were superficial, and some of the same people that claimed to believe in Jesus at the time of his crucifixion yelled, Crucify him! Crucify him! Whenever it's exciting and other people are following Jesus, it's easy to follow him. But you have to stay firm in your faith and when other people are not believing in him and they're giving you a thousand reasons why you shouldn't believe in him, you have to stand firm in your faith and know that Jesus is Christ. And it's not popular to follow Christ, especially in today's time. There's so many people that 
don't believe in God and don't believe in Jesus Christ. And it can be so easy to get wrapped up in the worldly things and start thinking the way that these other people are thinking and this new age thinking. And we have to stand firm and know that Jesus is Christ and we have to seek the truth of these words and we have to pray to God and have that close relationship with him so we can stand firm in our faith and let other people know about God's word and the truth of God's words. So before I let you guys go, I want to say a quick prayer. So if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you be with every single person listening to this right now. Lord, I pray that you open up their eyes, their ears, their heart, their spirit, and their mind to you, Lord. I pray that they know the truth of your words and that they let other people know about your words and about how amazing you are. And even whenever everyone else that they know isn't believing in you and isn't following you, that they stand firm in their faith and know that you are Christ and you are the Savior and lean on you for guidance and direction through every single aspect of their life. I love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.